The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Ray D's back. Tell your friends. <laughs> I've been wanting to wrap that Eminem as the beginning intro for a little while now. Oh, man. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, good Lord. This world, this world. Hey, so listen, you know, I'm just going to use today and actually... I think, I think I'm going to start doing this. I kind of had this idea. Well, my buddy Dave Carlander gave me this idea a while back, but it was a, uh, I'm going to do a slight variation on what he said, but I think I'll start using Fridays as a little bit of a catch up and also a little bit of a review of the week and really just to kind of expand on some thoughts that maybe got lost a little bit. And then also you know, just use it as a time to share as opposed to, you know, trying to drop some knowledge bombs on you guys, you know, five days a week. I, I, I understand it gets a little bit much and, you know, to be honest, the, the five day schedule gets to be a little bit much, you know, it's, it's a lot on me, but I love it. I really do. I really enjoy it. You know, but obviously, you know, I did want to say if there's a, you know, I've got a lot of people that are used to listening at 7 a.m. because I release the podcast at three o'clock in the morning or I schedule them to release at three o'clock in the morning. So anyway, I do apologize. I know the past two days they've gotten out a little bit later in the day. So again, sorry to the 7 a.m. crew. Obviously, obviously, if if you don't see it at 7 a.m., hopefully you know, chances are you will see it later today. You know, depending on where you listen to your podcast, there is a way I know on Spotify and Apple podcasts, I'm sure on all of the players, there's a way to get notified when new episodes drop. So, you know, maybe, maybe do that. But anyway, I am thoroughly enjoying doing this. And, you know, the funniest thing is getting, getting uh, the random the random hellos or the random, Hey, love your podcast from quite frankly, people that I didn't even know were listening to my podcast. So my friend, Emily from Miami of Ohio, along with Michelle Trimmer, you two, you two lovely ladies, the most dynamic sister-in-law duo out there. Uh, I appreciate hearing from both of you recently in terms of that. I did not know you guys were listening, but that made my day when I found out. So if there's anybody else out there that has not let your boy Ray D know, let your boy know it's motivation. It it motivates me to keep going on this stuff. All right. So let me talk about a couple things. And today's going to be another one of those real talk where I seriously get very, very, very real and raw. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is, so uh, last weekend, I actually went hiking with a, a very, very close person to me. And we were talking about things and then she said, hey, explain this Israel-Palestine thing to me because honestly, I just don't have the time to go through your podcast, (laughs) which I mean, technically I should have been offended, but I wasn't. So I ended up explaining it to her in about 20 minutes. And that's really been the first time I've kind of gone through the process soup to nuts. I wish I had recorded it, but I didn't. But 
I am going to do that. I am going to do like a cumulative review. And it's very interesting. God, how much I've learned over this process. I can honestly say I did go back and listen to episode number 34, which was part one. And wow, I personally, I have learned so much from part one until now, obviously not only based on the occurrences and what took place, but really delving into the history and understanding it. I've really learned a tremendous amount. So I am going to record kind of a, kind of a overall review recap over the next few days. But prior to doing that, you know, the one thing about this situation, and again, you know, I've said it before and, and, one of the things I'm going to talk about is, is I did get into, yeah, I really haven't gotten into any heated discussions with anybody until the past few days. And I did get into two conversations that, you know, again, I wouldn't say they were crazy heated, but definitely a little bit, you know, tense, if you know what I mean. And they were with two people that I've known for, gosh, you know, one for over 20 plus years and then the other probably for a good seven or eight years. And what I realized is this situation, and again, you know, I told both of them, I said, hey, I'm just calling balls and strikes on this. Like, I really don't have a horse in the race, a dog in the fight. You know, I really don't, you know, yeah, technically I'm Muslim, but, you know, I anybody that knows me knows I probably know less about the Muslim religion than they do. So, you know, I didn't grow up religiously. I don't have any affiliation, you know, to to any of that stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, one of them said, well, what religion do you believe in? And I said, honestly, I, I live by the golden rule. I mean, I treat people the way I want to be treated. And I could, I could hopefully say that everyone listening right now and everyone that's ever really known me, you know, would agree to that. And so what was interesting with the two of them was this situation. And obviously they're both pro-Israel. I stand with Israel. But this situation has completely been the opposite of everything else they've been saying for the past, well, definitely for the past, you know, four years, let's say from the time Trump came into office. So let me share, I'm not going to share names or anything. I don't think either one of them listens to my podcast, so I think it's fine. Or maybe, (laughs) or maybe they don't listen to it anymore. Who knows? Maybe they will. So the first one, she is... She is like the biggest Bernie Sanders fan ever. I mean, she calls herself a burner. You know, she attended all of the Bernie Sanders events. She actually was the one that turned me on to the Bernie Sanders documentary, The Bernie's Blackout, which, by the way, I think is incredible. That documentary was amazing. I did an episode on it. I forget what number. I think it's number two. It's part of the four Deep Shallow Dive exclusives that I've done so far. And when I give the exclusive tag to something, that thing is like ridiculously researched and it's something that, you know, I really am proud of even more than I'm proud of the rest of these. But anyway, she was a gigantic Bernie Sanders fan. I mean, I cannot stress that enough to where, again, everything was burners, Bernie, Bernie, this, Bernie, that. So as you've probably seen, and I believe I played one of his clips earlier, you know, Bernie Sanders 
first of all, was not really saying anything about this. And by the way, Bernie Sanders is Jewish, okay? He's Jewish. And he finally came out last week after really being pressured by his entire staff. I mean, his staff and like that burner community of like thousands of people, they were all kind of threatening to walk out on him because he wasn't saying anything. So he finally did come out and he... He basically said, hey, this needs to stop. The occupation of Gaza needs to stop. They need to let humanitarian efforts in. You know, Israel gets, and somebody corrected me, I said $3 billion a year from the United States. They actually get $3.8 billion a year. So we're giving Israel $3.8 billion a year. You know, if they want to take our money, they need to adhere to the values of of the United States. Anyway, again, I I don't really agree with Bernie Sanders, but I really appreciated that take of his and I thought it was a good one. So, you know, I shared it with her and I said, "Hey, looks like Bernie finally came out. You know, what are your thoughts on this?" And it was pretty amazing to me after just such a visceral dedication to Bernie Sanders, she basically was like, "I'm done with Bernie." And I'm like, "What?" She's like, I'm done with Bernie. I can't believe he came out with this take. And actually, let me read you. Let me read you this. This is pretty good. So mind you, this is all in text. I said, I guess what's interesting to me is, for example, you seemed to agree with Bernie on everything else. I mean, honestly, I've never met someone as big of a Bernie fan as you over the past four or five years. So like you just said about John Legend and Black Lives Matters lady, by the way, so she also was a big John Legend fan and a huge Black Lives Matter supporter. But as I, I believe I played those clips. Oh, you know what? I might not have played those clips. I might've just posted them on the socials. Anyway, the co-founder of Black Lives Matters, Patrice Colors, in 2018, mind you, she came out with a, with a very, very, again, it was a good take about standing with Palestine and how she went there and could not believe the horrific conditions that the people were living in. And, you know, she said, I can't believe they're, they're living in this open air prison. And then John Legend also in an interview with Mehdi Hassan in 2021, 2021, not, not a recent thing. He also came out and said, you know, I need to stand with Palestine because it's just not right. What's taking place there is not right. And he's one of the few celebrities, especially in the entertainment industry that came out and stood by that. But so let me finish. So I said, just like you said, well, basically, she then said she's done with John Legend and she no longer supports Black Lives Matter. And again, she was a huge Black Lives Matter supporter. And by the way, she's white. Actually, you know what? I just found these clips. All right, let me play these for you. So here is Black Lives Matter's co-founder, Patrice Colors. And again, mind you, this is 2018. So this is before, obviously, this stuff. But this is actually even before the COVID and the, election, the 2020 election and all that. Give a listen. The other thing I'll say is Palestine is our generation in South Africa. If we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the, the imperialist project that's called Israel, um, we're doomed. I had learned about Palestine for a long time. I had known about it, been wanting to travel, and I was really, really grateful when the Dream Defenders 
um, asked me to come on the delegation. Nothing would have prepared me for the level of militarization and the, uh, and the level of violence that we would witness those 10 days inside of Palestine. Nothing would have prepared me for uh, the ways in which um, we witness people's terror, uh, people live in terror on a daily basis. And um, nothing would have prepared me for how much clarity I would have on, on why we have to be a part of um, uh, Palestinian solidarity. So that was Patrice Kalors. Now here's the thing with her. She has come under fire over the past couple years in a big way about, you know, the misappropriation of the funds that went to Black Lives Matters, you know, I guess she bought a bunch of houses or at least a few houses. I know that has been in the news like crazy. And, you know, so immediately when, when she, she actually sent me that originally, but when she said that, she's like, yeah, look at her, look at her now, you know, she stole all that money, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Hey, I mean, again, let's, let's, let's not conflate everything together. I go, first of all, that was her take in 2018 before any of this stuff. And then secondly, again, I'm not going to judge her on what she did post 28. I'm literally just judging her on that take. That's all that, that one minute. I want to know your opinion on that one minute. And again, you know, for her, she was like, I'll never support them again. I'll never, you know, donate money again. I'm not going to any marches again and all that. So you know, that was interesting how she had such a conviction for Black Lives Matters, but then now hearing that, you know, Patrice's opinion is another opinion than hers, she's completely, I guess, abandoned her. Now, now maybe that you're like, okay, yeah, I could see that making sense. And, but the Bernie Sanders one for her, that doesn't make sense because she was, I mean, she was a burner. I think she might even have a tattoo of him. I'm not even kidding. Like, she loved the guy. Okay, let me play the John Legend one. One of the few A-list celebrities I've noticed in this country to speak out on behalf of the Palestinians. How did that happen? Well, I think it all flows from the same place. I grew up uh, reading the work of people like Martin Luther King and and, you know, James Baldwin and uh, all these great thinkers and activists and organizers who uh, taught me what justice meant, what love meant, what equality meant. And um, when I see what's happening in Palestine uh, to the Palestinian people, where they're clearly not being able to experience the full rights that they deserve, and uh, it's a, a, an extremely uh, unfair and difficult life they're forced to live I had to say something. It's not fair. It's not just. And given that Israel is the recipient of so much American uh, aid and support and is, is named as one of our strongest allies, we should hold them to a higher standard. All right. So I wanted to play those two clips because, you know, again, I mean, it, it, it's cool not to agree with those clips. That's fine. But like, I didn't find anything that either one of them said, you know, that anti-Semitic or racist or anything. I mean, that's just their opinion on the situation. And as has been documented or as has become very apparent, you know, there's differing opinions on this. So let me finish reading. Basically, let me finish off on then where she netted out on Bernie Sanders. So here's me. I said, 
So do you understand what I'm saying? You've loved Bernie Sanders and you've been so dedicated to him. And quite frankly, you've agreed on so many issues with him time after time after time again. Why do you not put any validity in potentially his thought process on this issue? Because again, if you've agreed with him on 500 previous issues and this is 501, maybe think about it differently or see what his perspective is. And then I wrote, the funniest part about this is you're a Republican now and you hate Republicans so much, which she does. But basically I'm like, you're agreeing with everything the Republicans say. And then here, so this was her answer. Yes, I am currently not a fan of Bernie because of this, and I am done with him. I've unsubscribed from his emails last week, and I no longer will support him. I'm still a progressive on domestic issues, but now I am a Republican when it comes to Israel. Okay, there you have it. So, you know, the learning from that and what I think is interesting is that, you know, she basically abandoned five years of beliefs over this. And again, I'm not judging that. I'm not saying she's right or wrong in that. But I I did and I do find it interesting that people's belief system and really the overall mindset on this issue, there's a lot of people who are turned around on this. And I'll use that as the best caveat to get into my second situation, which was interesting. So the second situation, which came up last week is, so I posted a a graphic on Instagram and I'll read you what it says. It says, if a school shooter was hiding out in a classroom, would it ever be morally acceptable to bomb the entire school? Let me read that again. If a school shooter was hiding out in a classroom, would it ever be morally acceptable to bomb the entire school? And so basically I posted this after the hospital bombings and then after, really it was after that refugee camp bombing, which we talked about in previous episodes. And so my friend, you know, she replied back with a, well, you know, did, did the school shooter behead 40 babies prior to going into the school, something along those lines. Actually, if you're friends with me, go on my Instagram. You can read the whole thread. It's still there. And then I wrote her back. Oh, and then she, she tagged it with asking for a friend. And so, you know, that, that kind of annoyed me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And so I wrote her back a, you know, very, very detailed response. And I said, first of all, what you're referencing as far as the beheading of the 40 babies, that actually already was debunked, not only by the actual reporter herself who said that on CNN Live, she came out on Twitter the next day and said, I'm sorry, that was misinformation that I was given while I was on the air by the Israeli government contact of hers. So let me say that again. While she was on the air, and remember, this is like October 7th, I think. I think this is that day, the day it happened, you know, a month ago. Her Israeli government contact basically said, we have we have confirmation that Hamas beheaded 40 babies. I'm sure you guys remember. This was like right at the beginning, and it was It was really the biggest part of the news to invoke that hate. Well, turns out 
the guy totally, I'm not going to say he lied, but he did kind of lie because the next day they, CNN and hers, the reporter, they came under fire from so many other places saying, you need to, you need, you guys need to provide proof of that because that's a pretty big thing you claimed. And then the Israeli defense forces, the Israeli government, they said, we cannot confirm that. And so CNN and the reporter herself, I think her name is like Sarah Snyder or something like that. I talked about it in one of the episodes. She literally tweeted out an apology, which I give her a lot of credit for. And she tweeted out an apology and said, hey, I need to be more careful about what I'm reporting, especially when it's, you know, when the stakes are so high. And so my friend who used that as her retort against my school shooter, I guess, meme or graphic, I said, well, first of all, the example you're using didn't even happen. And regardless, you know, this plays into my, to my theory about like, why are we not getting surgical about stuff? Send in special operations, send in the Navy SEALs, send in the special forces, the Green Berets. I'm pretty much just naming every, every military organization that I think are badass. I really don't know the difference between any of those guys, but send them all in, send in Mossad, like do what we did on 9-11, not on 9-11, but with Osama bin Laden, that was surgical. And then, by the way, I said this in yesterday's episode about the debates when the candidates, the Republican candidates were asked about the cartels in Mexico. They all, and, and, and mainly Nikki Haley, the warmonger herself, she actually came out and was like, we should send in special forces. We need to surgically remove all of the Mexican cartels. So it's like, you know, the hypocrisy of that is and out of one side of your mouth, you're saying send in, send in special forces to get surgical with the cartels. But then as far as Hamas and as far as, forget Hamas, who cares about Hamas? As far as Gaza and those innocent civilians, you know, sheiks come on record saying, finish them, finish them. I told Bibi to finish them, you know? So she wants to carpet bomb and go scorched earth the way Vivek went scorched earth on her in the debate. So, you know, there's, there's hypocrisy there. There's inconsistency there. So anyway, my friend who, who basically posted that and it, it got into a multi multi thread uh, back and forth on a few other people chimed in and it was actually a good conversation. I mean, totally, I kept it totally respectful. Uh, and you know, again, you can go read it. It's on my Instagram, but the interesting thing was, so then she starts sending me, starts tagging me in various things. And one of the things she tagged me in was from Fox News. It was a report from Fox News. And so I wrote back, I said, hey, thanks for sharing this. Okay, I'll give this a look. I wasn't familiar with that situation. So let me, let me dig into it. And then I wrote, but let me ask you a question. For four years now, you've loathed Fox News. And she did. Like this gal is one of the biggest, I hate Trump in the world. Like, like could not, I mean, can't even be a bigger anti-Trump fan than her. And so I wrote her on the same post. I said, hey, out of curiosity, it's very interesting to me that you're getting your news from Fox now when, you know, for the past, gosh, quite frankly, six years, you've hated Fox and everything about Fox, but now you're getting your news and you're quoting Fox and you're sending me information from Fox. 
So I thought that was interesting. And that's another example of how people's worlds have been like flipped upside down. Well, at least the ones that right now were Democrats, liberals, hated Trump, hated Fox, hated everything Republican, hated Marjorie Taylor Greene, hated Dan Crenshaw, hated Lindsey Graham, hated all those people. And now it's those people that are their voice. You don't hear anything from Nancy Pelosi. You don't hear anything from... Gavin Newsom, he's too busy going to China, trying to get to be buddies with Xi so he can basically start that process. You don't hear anything from Chuck Schumer. You don't hear anything from Hakeem Jeffries. You don't hear anything from the players on the Republicans. I'm sorry, on the Democrat side, you hear from all these Republicans. And so now all these friends of mine and, and she being the best example, and I did ask her even, uh, I didn't put this in the post, but I texted her separately and I said, Hey, honest question, push comes to shove 2024 based on what you're seeing from the Democrats versus what you're seeing from the Republicans, which way are you voting? Are you, are you, if it's Trump versus Biden, are you going to vote Trump? Because obviously Trump has always been like a great friend to Israel. Although even that, you know, it's funny. Uh, I think there is a little bit of a rift between Trump and Netanyahu because you really don't hear that much from Trump. I thought he'd be a much bigger voice, but he's not. But regardless, it is the Republicans that are are basically, you know, um, uh, banging this drum. And what I have come to realize is that is all due to the religious support with Judeo-Christianity. And the Republican Party is linked to the evangelical Christians. And then the evangelical Christians, or I, maybe I shouldn't use the word evangelical, I'm kind of talking out my butt there, just Christians in general and Christianity is very linked to the Jewish religion. You know, you've got the Judeo-Christian, I guess, aspect, which I'm going to really delve into in another episode. But basically, that's why all these Republicans are on board, because their entire base is made up of Christians, and their donors are all Christians. So that's where their bread is buttered. And I will tell you, it has been interesting. I really have not come across one Republican that is even slightly vocal about pumping the brakes in terms of a ceasefire, supporting the concept of a ceasefire, or really anything besides war, war, war. So that's interesting. And then my friend's situation, you know, I thought that was, I just thought that was funny that like now all of a sudden she's, she's sending me stuff from Fox. And in my mind, I'm like, don't you see the disconnect there? Like, don't you see the, I'm sorry to say your hypocrisy where for six years you've basically like been visceral with your hate of Fox. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're sending me articles from Fox. Anyway, those were the two examples I wanted to share. I, I did want to also talk a little bit about, you know, the, what I have figured out as to why the Republicans are so supportive of Israel without really, without really empathizing on the other side. And it is the link to that Judeo-Christianity angle. And we're going to delve into that more in other episodes. 
anyway, in summary about all that, you know, God, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the religious thing is something I just will never understand because obviously I don't have that faith and I don't have that, that bond with a certain religion to where I guess then it makes me basically not be able to say or see anything that that religion does is wrong. I don't know. I have a hard time with that. I really do. I have a hard time with that mentality because I feel like you have to judge everything for what it is. And regardless if that, you know, goes against previous principles or future principles or anything, you know, if it goes against what your family thinks or what other people think, whatever you have to just be fair. You know, you've got to be fair. And I, and I really do believe there is, there is a right and a wrong in this world. There really is like, you know, everybody says life is so complicated and it is, I mean, life is definitely complicated, but you know what? Right versus wrong. It's not complicated. It's really not. It's not complicated. There is right and there is wrong. And for me, you know, as I've really educated myself on this, it's becoming pretty apparent to me. It's be, the, I guess the rights are becoming apparent and the wrongs are becoming apparent and neither side is, 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 is just one, but I will say the rights and wrongs are, are definitely becoming a little more apparent. And again, like I said, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have skin in this game. And so I like using the expression calls, calling balls and strikes. So anyway, I hope that was interesting. I, I actually was, was hesitant on sharing those two stories, but you know what? I think it's, it's real talk. It really is real talk and it's real talk that actually happened. All right. You know what? I'm going to just end it there. I did have some other things. I was going to break down the debate a little bit more because I did get a lot of questions based on yesterday's episode, but you know what? I'm not going to do that. Everybody have a great weekend. I hope you enjoyed this. Please contact me, you know, reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts, good, bad, or indifferent. I'd love to hear from you. And that is it. Call a spade a spade. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. We will talk to you soon. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.